This is The Mudroom, uncommon sense parenting classes with your parenting coach, Alana Robinson. Weekly nuggets of developmentally appropriate parenting wisdom to help you parent your toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners more effectively with less effort. The Mudroom is recorded live on Facebook every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Now, here's Alana. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Mudroom, our weekly free uncommon sense parenting class. How is everyone today? I hope everyone is ready for Halloween this weekend. I am super excited. We've got our family friends coming and we're going to keep the kids out of school Monday next week and enjoy some extended family time and fully enjoy the spookiness that we missed out on last year. I am somewhat confused by the fact that it's already the end of October. Like it feels like just last week that my kids went back to school. Time is just flying by. Not that I'm complaining. Like after almost two years of everything feeling like it's crawling along at an inhumanly slow pace, it's nice to feel like some progress is being made, you know? But it still feels like it's going so fast. So we talked about Halloween last week. This week, I want to revisit a topic that's coming up a lot in the parenting posse again, as well as in parentability, specifically as we've been settling children into school over the last two months. And that is the concept that earlier is not better. We've had lots of parents concerned about late, and I'm going to put late in big, fat, puffy air quotes, late toilet training, teachers concerned about late fine motor skills, parents worried about late reading. It's been coming at me from all sides, so it's time that we talk about it again, especially in light of the last two years that we've just had. Before we dive in though, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Alana Robinson, and I'm a parenting coach for parents of toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners. I help you understand why your children are misbehaving and how to fix it without yelling, shaming, or timeouts. I'm your host here on The Mudroom. I'm also the host of the Parenting Posse Facebook group, and I'm the creator of the Parentability Program, where I help you raise well-behaved kids of your own. Let me know how you're doing. I love hearing from you. And while you're here, don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss another class. Okay, so. First, I want to say that I have personally been on all sides of this debate. My oldest is a kid who was generally ahead in his milestones and was a very proficient communicator from infancy. He signed fluently before he talked. And once he did talk, he was talking a blue friggin' streak and he's now seven and I have yet to find the off switch. But he's a late year baby and he was not developmentally ready to enter kindergarten when he was three as is common for children born late in the year here in Ontario. So I had to fight quite hard in order to keep him back a year. Technically, he should be in grade three this year, but he's in grade two. And I have not regretted that decision a single day. My youngest, on the other hand, was a late talker. He's slower on the academics. He's not behind in any areas, but he's definitely not ahead. He was a late potty trainer, all of it. So. I was also an early interventionist for 10 years <laughs> and I got a front row seat to a lot of kindergarten and preschool classes where we had kids who were miles ahead of the others and others who were quite behind in terms of development. Typically, I was actually there because the child that I was supporting had some kind of diagnosed developmental delay. So I've seen the full spectrum, but regardless of where your children are developmentally, there's this pressure to always be pushing them forward as fast as we can. Let's master one thing and then yay, we celebrate that accomplishment for like two seconds and we push on to the next milestone. Everyone is in such a rush to be ahead of everyone else, 
First it's walking, then it's talking, then it's potty training, then it's reading, writing, math, and it never ends. And I know where this come from. It's been the recipe for success since the Victorian era. You had to be the first to cross the finish line, be better than everyone else, or else you would end up poor and destitute and on the street, right? Everyone wants their kid to be the next Elon Musk or Bill Gates of the world. But what we're starting to realize far slower than the research has proven it to be true is that you cannot be your best if you're not well. You can't skip steps. Doing things faster doesn't necessarily mean that you're actually good at them. You know that old saying, jack of all trades, master of none? You cannot be the best at everything. And in fact, learning all the things as fast as you can almost guarantees that you won't be the best at anything and that you won't be well, mentally, physically, any of it. And we can see it in the school system. This push for earlier and earlier academics has ruined kindergarten. It's very slowly being reclaimed, but it was in a very deep, dark place for a while. I have multiple clients that I've had to support through discussing with their preschools why they won't be allowing them to pressure their three-year-olds into reading or writing just in the last three months. And as I said, the research backs this up. So I'd like to give you some things to chew on and consider next time you're worried that your child isn't learning something as quickly as someone else's kid. Let's start with the fact that longer childhoods universally equal smarter animals. This is prevalent across literally all species. Humans have much longer childhoods than any other primate on the planet, by a long shot. We're pretty freaking advanced from chimps and apes and gibbons. Crows have a childhood that extends almost a year, which is astronomical for a bird. And a one-year-old crow can pass logic tests that a seven to 10-year-old human child can. By comparison, the domestic chicken has a childhood that lasts just a few months and is widely considered to be the stupidest bird on the planet. And that's just two examples where there's a huge discrepancy between long and short. More time playing and being free from responsibility for survival means bigger brains and higher IQs. I wasn't depriving my son of a head start by holding him back here. I was gifting him with a longer childhood. And I made the same decision again when I decided to keep him home during COVID and homeschool him. It wasn't fun for me, but I refused to force him to virtual school for five hours a day because I valued his childhood and I had the privilege of being able to guard that. Childhood is not simply on the way to adulthood. Childhood is a time of importance in its own right. And when we shove things like numbers and letters and colors and all the academic skills that follow thereafter, and then adulthood after that, onto a child before they're developmentally necessary, we distract them from what they're supposed to be focused on learning at that age. If a three-year-old is spending all their time learning to read, what aren't they learning? All of that social-emotional learning that they need to be able to engage socially appropriately with their peers. I can't tell you how many parents I've worked with who open with, I don't understand. She's advanced in every single aspect. She started reading at three for heaven's sakes, but she hits us and screams and throw things anytime she doesn't get her way. Well, that might be because she was focused on learning phonics and blends and rote memorization of sight words instead of playing with her peers and learning how to navigate conflict resolution, developing her emotional control and regulation skills. 
Think of it like dropping an ice cube in a glass of water. Adding the ice displaces the water. Adding academics displaces development. If not when they're toddlers and preschoolers, then when? Trying to develop these skills alongside academic skills is really hard, way harder than it actually needs to be. Our focus in the early years needs to be on providing a long childhood that provides ample time to fail, try again, fail better at the soft skills. There is so much research on the harm of forcing academics earlier than necessary. To start semi-local to me, the Toronto District School Board, which is the largest school board in Canada, released statistics a couple of years ago now that display a 73% higher incidence of ADHD diagnosis in late-year children who enter kindergarten in line with the cutoff date in Ontario. 73%! That's massive! Now, the more interesting thing will be to see in a couple of years when they revisit those statistics if those diagnoses stuck. Was it ADHD? Or was it that they were forcing children to engage in too much developmentally inappropriate material and they couldn't cope? And even if it does stick, what does that tell us about the effect of developmentally inappropriate academics? There are many studies that show that early academic training somewhat increases children's immediate scores on the specific tests that the training is aimed at, which isn't surprising. But the early gains actually wash out between first and third grade. And at least in some studies, actually eventually reverse, meaning that the children that initially could read, write, and do arithmetic earlier than their peers fell behind them around grade three and stayed there. A study in Michigan not only compared the proficiency of children who had gone to play-based versus academic preschools through to grade three, but they followed up with them when they were 15 and 23. Brace yourself for these results. The results was that there was no significant difference academically between the two groups, but that those who had been in the academic settings had a significant social and emotional disadvantage in their mid-teens to adult years. And at age 15, more than half of the academic group had performed twice as many quote-unquote acts of misconduct compared to the other group, meaning they'd been expelled, involved with the law, or otherwise in serious trouble. And by age 23, 39% of them had felony charges compared to 13.5% of the other group. That's huge! So all of this is to say, I understand the pressure, and I also understand that we don't want our children falling behind their peers. I was an early interventionist. I fully support and understand the benefits of early intervention, but we're not talking about intervening in skills that are developmentally appropriate to acquire in the instance of academics. The most accepted number I can find across various studies is that academics are not developmentally appropriate to introduce prior to age seven. One of the silver linings of COVID is, I think, that it slowed down that rush and proved that children are not going to fall behind if they aren't constantly on the go learning new things. It gave a lot of our kids that breathing room. And while yes, I know they missed out on a lot of social and emotional learning too. And yes, it may look like they're further behind than their siblings or others at this age. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're doomed. 
It could actually turn out to be their superpower. Time will tell. But the data is on our side, and I think they're going to be okay. As always, if you want to chat more about this, come and tell us what your concerns are currently, and we'd love to help you work through them in the Parenting Posse. Everybody gets stuck in their head about something, and really the best way to work through that is to talk it out, and we'd love to help you with that. The link for that is in the description. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope you had a wonderful Halloween, or you have a wonderful Halloween, and I'll see you next week for another Uncommon Sense Parenting class. Bye! You've been listening to The Mudroom, Uncommon Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson. If you like what you just heard, remember to join us live every Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Facebook. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, and connect with us in the Parenting Posse Facebook group. This has been an Alana Robinson Family Services production.